Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Anime Summit Newscast. I'm your favorite Anime Summit host, Sam the Bomb. It is February 1st. That's right, the 1st of February. The ultimate month. In two weeks, I will have been with Trisha for 11 years. I cannot fucking believe that. It's fucking crazy to me. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... In the beginning, like five or six months in, I was she would be like, "Man, can you believe it? Five years?" I'm like, "Yeah, I believe it. Five years is a long time." Now I just can't believe it. Now it's just like every day is, every day is a new day with Trisha. She's a she's a panda. So anyway, let's all give a shout out to Trisha. Yay! Insert fake applause right here. Anyway, February first, Anime Summit newscast. Let's go. So remember a couple episodes ago, I had mentioned that someone had mentioned to me to like talk about upcoming anime to get hype about and i found a better way to do that so i wasn't just trying to look for like articles on it i actually am going to look at a list that i found here on the internet for the upcoming seasons here so right now we're in winter 2019 um i'm not going to talk too much about some of the ones in spring just because i think a lot of people know those are coming and i've mentioned a lot of them before already but we're gonna start with the hype train, then we'll get into the news, and then I got big stories at the end, just like always, okay? So here we go. So like spring, like we know that we got One Punch Man 2, uh, the part two of the season three of Attack on Titan. One that I didn't mention, there's also Fruit Basket, Fruit Basket. One that I don't know if I mentioned, I thought I did. Maybe I didn't, but just in case I didn't, there's this one coming up called Isekai, or isekai quartet where it's all of like the, a bunch of isekai characters like overlord uh subaru from re-zero aqua from konosuba kazuma from konosuba and amelia and a bunch of other and uh, oh and um tanya from tanya the evil they're all like in like it's like a crossover anime it seems like um carnival phantasm where it's like all, all the type moon stuff Type Moon crossover. It's like they're like chibi and stuff. But anyway, there you go. Chihaya Furu 3. Uh, there's that. Chihaya Furu 3. There's this one coming in spring that I absolutely am hype about, which I didn't, I know I didn't mention, but it's by Studio Bones. It's called Carol and Tuesday. And it's about, it's about, it takes place 50 years after humanity has started. 50 years after humanity has migrated to Mars and most culture is produced by AI and people are content to be just like passive consumers. It's like, here's McDonald's. It's bad for you, but you should eat it because it's convenient. Okay. Boom. And then they just eat it. Um, there's a girl named Carol and a girl named Tuesday and they meet and they want to make music together and bring more culture to uh, life on Mars. So there you go. Um, there's some others here for spring that I kind of think look kind of cool. Uh, Kawukichu Sherlock. It looks like a, like a Sherlock Holmes kind of deal. Um, there's also Fairy Gone by PA Works. I don't know what this one's about too much, but fairies possess and dwell in animals, giving them mysterious abilities. And if you remove the organs of the possessed animal and transplant them into humans... They can be summoned as an alter ego. Some crazy shit. Like it looks, some, it looks like some some crazy ass. That's some shit. Some crazy shit. Um, there's some others, uh, but mostly in summer here, 
that I'm excited about. Dr. Stone. It's a sci-fi, and it's about these... (laughs) So when I read you this, tell me what an anime it sounds like. It's a sci-fi adventure that follows two boys that struggle to revive humanity after a mysterious crisis has left everyone in the world turned to stone for several millennia. In a way, it kind of sounds like Full Metal Alchemist. I'm not going to lie to you. But anyway, the, the, the fucking... Artwork looks cool. It's by TMS Entertainment. It looks super sick. Um, there's uh, Simple Gear XV or 15. Probably it's probably XV because they're always like G G X X whatever. Um, Dumbbell Non Kilo Moteru, which is like it's a body it's about bodybuilding and it's a comedy, and it centers on this girl named Hibiki Sakura who loves eating, and Akemi Soryuin who is the beautiful and charismatic student council president who has a muscle fetish. So that's going to be hilarious. Um, then there's Knights of the Zodiac on Netflix, Saint Seiya, which I think is, uh, uh, when is it coming out? Probably in the summertime. I'm in summer 2019 right now. So, um, and then of course later, uh, you know, there's the latest season of Haikyuu. There's a third season of Railgun. Um, there's a second season of Takagi-san. Then there's the Madoka Magica anime that's the anime based on the role-playing game, the mobile role-playing game. And then Vinland Saga. So, there you go. Some others include uh, Black Fox, which is about some ninja shit. That looks super sick. I think we actually saw this trailer a while ago, and we were kind of wondering when it was coming out. Um, but yeah. There was another one I did talk about on a newscast a couple weeks ago um, where it was these firefighters and um, humans are spontaneously combusting and they turn into these fiery ghosts called Infernals. And there's this special team of firefighters to handle this by David Production Studios and it's called Enen no Shobutai. So that looks super dope. Um, if you're a Blade Runner fan, there is a, a 13 episode series by Solo Digital Arts called Blade Runner Black Lotus. There's no information or synopsis information on it yet. And then it looks like we got a new basketball anime based on a manga by uh, Studio Diomedia. And um, it's called Ahiru no Sora. That looks pretty hype. And I only say that because like, I'm not really into sports anime, but like it, the artwork looks super sick. Um, another Macross series we're getting. Um, there's another than the orphan anime, which I know I, I mentioned a couple episodes ago. Uh, another Strike Witches series, and then another Strike Witches series coming out called Road to Berlin. Um, and then a couple others, which I'm not going to talk about too much because they don't have any information on them yet, and they look kind of weird. Um, there is one I want to mention here. Um it is called ZX Code Reunion. If you're a Zillions of Enemy X fan and you're a fan of the card game and a fan of the anime, that is the latest one. But this one centers around a more kind of like cute girl style where the main characters are a bunch of cute girls. And it's I think it's a little more shoujo. Um, probably in, a, in an effort to get more uh, women to play card games, um, which is like, why the fuck not? You know, hell yeah, I could always use more femmes playing with me. Um, there you go. That's the hype train. I got some more hype train stuff that is somewhat anime related, but, uh, not too much. Um, these next couple things are anime related. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam NT 
I think I mentioned this on a previous newscast, um, but it's a it's a movie called Mobile Suit Gundam NT or Mobile Suit Gundam Narrative, and it's going to be in select theaters for one night only, and that's February nineteenth, and it's it's actually going to be dubbed, so that's pretty sick. Um, and sales for the tickets have already began. Um, go to Fathom Events, and okay, and I. I mentioned Fathom Events a lot when I mentioned these movies. I, they don't fucking pay me or nothing. I just like Fathom Events is just easy because they do everything that's like non-mainstream related and special showings of stuff. So go to FathomEvents.com. There should be approximately 450 select movie theaters throughout the U.S. that are playing it. So um, I, you know what? It looks pretty cool. It's supposed to be starting a new chapter in the Universal Century Saga. So... You know, War in the Pocket, the original, all that stuff. Um, the Made in Abyss uh, m- movie is coming out, and that Made in Abyss movie is actually a compilation of the anime. Um, that is going to be coming to U.S. theaters March 20th. I don't know if it's 20th to the 25th or March 20th. and Oh, it says right here. March 20th and 25th. So one weekend and the next weekend probably is what it is. Um you can purchase tickets for that, I think, right now. Um, it's gonna be, at, it's gonna premiere at Re- at a Regal Theater, Regal Cinema Theater in Los Angeles, on March fifteenth, and then it's gonna go to the rest of the country, I think. And I think um, you can do it on Amazon too. Uh, so yeah, there you go. If you haven't watched Made in Abyss and you wanna watch that, you should. Um. Here's another piece of news right here. Distant Worlds, final f- music from Final Fantasy. The tour is not it's not really a tour right now. I think they're going to announce dates as they go on, but March 1st is at Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Orpheum Theater, and then May 31st in Columbus, Ohio at the Ohio Theater. So if you're anywhere in that area, you can go to ticketmaster.com, just look up Distant Worlds Final Fantasy. I think tickets are like 50 bucks. Um in my opinion, that's kind of worth it i mean if you're a big final fantasy fan like i am like a lot of people are i think that's kind of worth it for sure um they are making these new nintendo joy con controllers you know the controllers that slide on the side of the 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 console but they're gonna be nes controllers the fucking little two red buttons and the black and the gray stripes like it looks super sick I saw that and I had to mention it because a lot of people are playing Smash right now. Um, and in my opinion, I think that might even feel better than the actual Joy-Con controllers. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they, they're square, they're rectangle and everything. They're not, I think they're going to be obviously a little smaller because they slide onto the side of the thing. Um, but they they look and press like the actual uh, NES controller. Um Persona Q2 is finally getting a Western release, and that's going to be in June. If you've ever played Persona Q, um, it's a 3DS game, and it's like a, it's almost kind of like a, you could say it's almost kind of like a, again, like a Carnival Phantasm thing. There's a bunch of Persona characters in it, and from all the different Personas, um, it, it features the 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 female protagonist from Persona 3 Portable. Um, which was not in the last queue, I don't think. And this Persona queue also will feature the Persona 5 um, protagonist. Um, that came out like a couple of years ago, maybe like three, four years ago. 
Um, it's called Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth. This new one is called Persona Q2 New, Sanim- new Cinema Labyrinth. So it's pretty hype. If you've never played Persona Q, or any Persona game for that matter, then you probably live under a rock and you suck. Uh-huh. Okay, anyway. Um, here's some more video game hype. Ready for this, dude? This is super sick. Okay. Talk about... So I'm going to say this thing first, because this thing is not as hype as the other two things, video game-wise. There's a new... So you know those new arcade cabinets that came out? Um, that you buy... It's like 180 bucks or something like that, or 200 bucks. And you they you buy it and you can buy them at Walmart and you put them together yourself and it's like a stand up cabinet or sit down cabinet, and they work really well. I actually was at Walmart like a couple weeks ago with um with Trisha and uh, our other partner and uh I was sitting at that thing playing Pac Man. It was super sick. I think it was like a hundred and eighty bucks or something. But yeah, it's a ca- it's an arcade cabinet. You buy it yourself. But the one I'm talking about right now is another Street Fighter one, like they've already made, except it's one sixth the scale. So it's like a little, it's like a little box, probably a little bigger than your hand, probably is the size of a large soda from, from McDonald's. It looks, it, dude, it was super funny. The little video I was watching for it was hilarious. Um, and it comes with an extra little bonus mini fight stick that controls remotely. Because there's, they only had enough to fit one on the little cabinet, so like it comes with an extra little, uh, wireless little mini fight stick that you can stick in the back when you're not using it, and then take it out when you want to face somebody. The screen is so damn tiny; it's like a little Game Boy arcade. It looks fucking cute. I love it. Um, so here's the other two video game things that are more hype, and then we're gonna move on to more anime stuff. That's bigger stuff. Um, they added JoJo to Jump Force, so there you go, Nick. Calm the fuck down. Not everything's about you, okay? Jesus Christ. And then, um, I know I've been talking about Jump Force a lot, but that's like, it's a cool looking game. It looks super sick. I was watching footage of Yami Yugi and how Yami Yugi plays. Super sick. Um, the next thing is that they added Jiren and Videl slash Great Saiyan to Dragon Ball Fighters. So, Dragon Ball Fighters is now beginning its season two of characters. So you can buy the pass and then just get down with the characters as they get released. Or you can buy them individually like I've been doing. I've been buying them individually just because for the fact, like, I don't know. If I know that I'm not going to be hype with a character, I'm just not going to buy them. And then I'm one day when I have, like, an extra, of, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks to, to blow, I'll buy the rest of them. Um, I did buy Bardock and Broly to do those videos. Anyway, not the point. The point is, is that Season 2 is finally coming, and they've announced and already have gameplay footage of Jiren. From Dragon Ball Super and the Tournament of Power from Universe, whatever the fuck he's from, Jiren. And Videl, except the way Videl works is she works like Android 18, where Android 18 has moves that uses Android 17. So it's like two char- two and one character kind of thing. Um, kind of like Videl and kind of like Ginyu and how he uses the Ginyu Force. So it's going to be Videl, but certain moves that she has, the great Saiyan man will come out, or Gohan will come out and kick some ass. So that's super, super, super sick. Um, here's the here's the kicker though. Here's the the best kicker of the whole thing. Um, when they were announcing it at the tournament that they announced this at, the one of the Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments, they announced this at. The they made a little video trailer for it, right? And it had six. It had six like you know, like six slots, like picture slots, portrait slots, and the first two was Jiren and then Videl. And then it was like the video was about to end, but then the last two slots at the very other at the very end of the other side cracked, 
and it like zoomed in. It was edited super sick, and it turns out that they are putting Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Gogeta, and Super Broly from the new movie that just came out in it. And there wasn't any gameplay footage or or uh, in game uh, looks for them yet. They just showed footage from the movie, but they pretty much were like, dude. Check it out. Um, <laughs> I thought that was super, super dope. So I'm definitely going to be buying those characters. I don't know if I'm going to buy it like Videl. I might buy Videl just because it's Videl. Let's be serious. Videl is oof. She's awesome. So in the last piece of video game news that I got, as I swear it's almost over. People, I wonder if people like hate when I talk about video games. But um, th- there's so the Shaggy memes, right? <laughs> The Shaggy memes are out of control. They're so hilarious. They're the Ultra Instinct Shaggy. There's been a bunch of people just all over the internet saying, put Shaggy in a fighting game, put Shaggy in, in Marvel's Capcom, put Shaggy in the new Street Fighter, all this other shit. And then somebody tweeted that, so the the thing about NetherRealm Studios is that the people who make Mortal Kombat, you know, Ed Boon and, um, and uh, Tobias, you know, they... They, they own NetherRealm Studios, and the people who own NetherRealm Studios is actually Warner Brothers Games. Um, Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema are actually the people who do the movies. So the thing about that is that Warner Brothers Studios also own most Hanna-Barbera properties, including Scooby-Doo. So <laughs> they, they, there's this news article that says Shaggy confirmed for Mortal Kombat 11 thanks to our petition and new leaks, because somebody made a fucking petition to put him in Mortal Kombat 11. Um, and Ed Boon had tweeted uh, uh, a kind of like a mock-up photo from Mortal Kombat 11, and uh, it was a picture of Shaggy, like, kneeing Scorpion from, like... It looked like it looks like in-game footage, but it's not, like, obviously. Um, and I think it's just a joke, but the 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 petition did take notice by Ed Boon and even Matthew Lillard, the actor who portrays Shaggy in the live action films. So that's super fucking funny. That's really hilarious. Um, let me know what your favorite Shaggy memes are. Mine personally is the one I posted on Discord yesterday where it was like a screenshot of a behind the scenes interview with Matthew Lillard as Shaggy like that you probably find in the DVD extras or something. And it said the the subtitles on it um somebody typed in uh oh god let me find it hold on a sec it's so dude so fucking funny i fucking love you know people are already sick of shaggy memes but i think it's hilarious okay so it's like it's matthew literally as shaggy and it's like the only time i've ever felt evenly matched is when i stole bobby hill's purse the fact that i didn't know him increased his power tenfold <laughs> Shut up, dude. That shit's so funny. Okay, anyway. Sorry. Let's get back to anime news. Um, I'm going to link this in Discord so people can see it. Oh, no. Actually, I already think I, I think I already linked it. Um, Mickey Mouse, redrawn by famous manga artists. Super dope. Um, they, they <laughs> some of the biggest names in shonen and shoujo manga. Um, Hajime Isayama. Uh, did like an attack on Titan variation where it's Mickey 
and he's wearing uh, the maneuver gear and the, the Survey Corp outfit. Um, some of the guys at Kodansha did some, they redid one of their, their manga covers, but just all Mickey and Minnie stuff. Um, apparently this was for uh, a manga festival. Um, and, uh, Hikaru Nakamura, the guy who, who did, uh, um, Jesus and Buddha as roommates in St. Young Men or whatever. He read that, but it's like Mickey and and Minnie instead. It's, dude, it's awesome. It's, it's fucking, it's, it's dope. Manga artists, that's how, that's how cool they are. That's how cool most comic artists are. Comic artists and manga artists, you know. In America and Japan, they just want to recreate everyone else's stuff all the time just for fun, and they share it with the world, and it's fucking amazing. I fucking love it. Um, oh, whoops. I totally forgot this. Dr. Mario game announced for smartphones. If you like Dr. Mario, there you go. I had to say that because uh, Dr. Mario is awesome. Um, the 15th anniversary for Fate Stay Night, they released, they launched a website called fate-15th.com. If you go to this website, there's not too much info out there. It's just the 15th celebration of Stay Night, which is technically the first story they ever made in the Fate series. Um, if you go to the website, though, um, it, it says, you know, the, the game launched on PC January 30th, 2004. That's crazy. Um, uh, there's messages from from a lot of type moon staff personal messages and you can scroll down and you can click um each person's little thing and it goes to it goes to a different page where they they give you a thank you note and it's translated on here for you uh norimitsu orasaki from studio dean shin niatena from square enix who worked on some of the fate stuff um atsuhiro iwakami who i believe is a producer uh for anaplex um uh, oh, wait, he's the representative director for Anaplex. There you go. Um, and then the Shin Niatena from Director of Square Enix. He did Extra and Fate and uh, Extra CC Project for Fate uh, Extra. There's And then a bunch of – there's some other Ufotable staff on here, uh, software, game software staff. And then the, the even some of the voice the voice actors, actors – um, Ayako Kawasumi, Saber, Junichi Suabe, Archer, they all give thank you notes. Um, I don't know if, if there's there's apparently some sort of event and they're going to distribute like special postcards and posters um, and things like that. I think they're going to announce something at this event and this event's not happening until like, it looks like June. So I don't know. Keep an eye out for that. Maybe they're going to do something. I don't know. I don't think we're, we're going to get like a movie or a show or anything. But, you know, for Fate fans, which I know there are a lot of in the Discord, uh, that's that's pretty hype. Okay, so now we're going to get into the big news, okay? And if you're still here and you're still listening, thank you so much. I love you. You're amazing. Um, <laughs> we kind of talked about live-action anime movies on the last newscast, I believe. Um, apparently, some Florida-based company called Epic Stone Group is filing a lawsuit against 20th Century Fox. Um, they they dropped the filed the suit on Wednesday, claiming that 20th Century Fox knowingly infringed on Epic Stone's trademark for Battle Angel with its upcoming film, Alita Battle Angel. I don't know why they, they, they claim that 20th Century Fox is engaging in what is called unfair competition 
by using the goodwill associated with Epic Zone's trademark, that trademark being the term Battle Angel, which they've had trademarked since 2009 when it filed the trademark in the fields of computer games, toys, and action figures, and other merchandise. I don't know what that's for. If that's for, I haven't tried to look it up. I don't know who I don't know who the fuck Epic Stone Group is, or what their problem is. In all honesty, it's it's probably not that serious. Uh, <laughs> like I found an article earlier from IGN um, that said I can't find any info on Epic Stone Group. Why are they suing Alita? And a a a, bu- a bunch of people commented on it commented on the because this was a forum post and a bunch of people commented on it and said i i have no fucking idea who they fucking are like <laughs> nobody knows who they are apparently some of the trademark f- things they filed were vague as fuck nobody fucking knows so in my opinion you know epic stone group as much as we're gonna hate the film which apparently has already got bad reviews as much as we're probably going to hate it, you can just get out of here, okay? It's you know, Nobody knows who you are. Nobody cares. Um, this is kind of sad, dude. This is this actually was news in December. Um, but I just saw it just now. Shonen Jump-themed J-World Tokyo Theme Park is going to be closed. The news came out in December. Um, they're going to be closed in February 17th, so just in like a couple weeks. Um, Bandai Namco Amusement announced today that J-World Tokyo Project, including the indoor theme park in uh, Ikebukuro, Tokyo, will end its scheduled six-year operation as of... Oh, so it was scheduled. Okay. I guess I didn't know that. I thought maybe people didn't know that. Um, that makes sense, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've seen pictures of it. Uh, I've had friends who went to Japan recently who went there and... Um, Showed a lot of pictures. It was fucking awesome. Uh, but, yeah, apparently it's closing down. So uh, really jealous of my friends who got to go. Um, that closes, again, February 17, 2019. Um, as an expression of their appreciation to, to the visitors over six years, the park will hold the grand finale campaign from December 21, 2018, to the closing day. During the period, the first 500 visitors on each day will get one of the 59 newly drawn character illustration stickers, which changes every day. Um... Some of them are, like, there's one Goku, there's one of Luffy, uh, one of the guy from Gintama, whatever his fucking name is, the guy from Haikyuu, um, Kirk on a Basket, and uh, there's one of Naruto, of course. So, there you go. Um, that's pretty sad. Uh, here's another thing that I found interesting, and then we will get to the, um, the big news. Uh... Everything we know about Netflix's Cowboy Bebop live-action series so far. Uh, you know what? I don't have a lot of hope for this, but I'm just going to run through some of the stuff because this is stuff I didn't even know. Um, Shout-out to Anna Lindmaster. She's the one who wrote the list of the top podcasts and whatever. It's on Ranker. Um, anyway, uh, it's going to be 10 episodes long. They're going to begin filming of April this year. Many members of the production team have been announced. Um, they've already done the cast, like announced the casting call for Spike Spiegel, uh, and Faye Valentine, and Jet Black, um, and Ed, 
and vicious. So I don't know if they have done uh, any other characters. Oh, Julia, apparently. Um, and also, there's this I thought that was interesting. Um, they also mentioned that this isn't the first time a live-action Bebop was discussed. And actually, it's not. Um, back when I was younger, in, in, in early, probably my early high school years, they talked about doing it a movie. And they talked about focusing on, like, a couple of the episodic parts, and then the ending would be, like, the um, real folk blues or whatever part of the movie, dealing with Spike's past and all that. And they were going to p- do it with uh, Keanu Reeves as Spike. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Obviously, I don't know if he's – I mean, he might still be able to pull – I don't know. Back then, he was younger. So, you know, he was younger looking. He's still pretty young looking now, but he's, you know, more, uh, more buff now and everything like that. So here's the best part about it, though. Shinichiro Watanabe, the director and scriptwriter and storyboarder of the original Bebop, is going to be heavily involved and is going to be on set and consulting with Netflix's new project as they do it. That gives me a lot of hope. Um, Here's what also scares me, though. Because for the King of Fighters movie that they made... (laughs) The live-action King of Fighters movie, they had King of Fighters staff and SNK staff and creators on set of that, and they apparently were in love with it. Now, that is not to insult Shinichiro Watanabe, because Shinichiro Watanabe is obviously a genius, and he knows what he created, and he knows that Netflix is doing it, and he's going to be on set. And I think he is going to know what the fans want. Hopefully. I don't know. American fans complain super hardcore about everything all the time. So who knows? Um, Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Here's the last bit of news, okay? This is pretty huge. This news came out today, okay? Gen Fukunaga. If you don't know who Gen Fukunaga is, let me tell you. You're about to get edumacated right now, okay? He is a Japanese-American entrepreneur, and he founded... Funimation in the United States and Canada. You, If you watched a lot of anime on Adult Swim and things like that, you might have seen his name in the credits. And, you know, because we got the, the dub credits, the English credits, you know. You might have seen his name in the credits. Um, he was born in Japan. He moved to West Lafayette, Indiana and attended West Lafayette High School in the 70s. And then he actually went to Purdue University here in the States in the 80s. Um, And then he went to uh, Columbia Business School. And he founded Funimation, uh, I think, in the 90s, right? Hold on a second. 94. He found it in 94. Now, why, why am I telling you about Gen Fukunaga right now? You might have heard recently, and we probably said this when the news was still on the main podcast, but you probably heard that in 2017, Sony Pictures Television Networks bought Funimation for $143 million. Gen Fukunuga announced today, actually, that he will be stepping down as founder, president, and CEO, will step down from his role as general manager 
and, and instead go into a chairman role. According to an internal memo from Fukunaga to staff, um, and they've begun to search for a new general manager and work, and he's going to work closely with them to, to make sure everything is done, uh, how it's always been done. Um, he's going to continue to have oversight of the business and he's going to focus on kind of being more of a relationship manager and content partners and things like that. I think, you know, he's 50, he, you know, he's 50 some years old and I think he's worked a long time. And I think he's just kind of getting ready to go out the dough, which is like super fine and everything. Um, I just thought it was a big, big story because I remember growing up as a kid, whether I put in like my Dragon Ball Z VHSs or whatever I was watching on Adult Swim, I remember seeing his name all the time at the end of the credits. Um, the thing about Dragon Ball is is, you know, Toei Animation originally didn't want to give it to Funimation. They didn't want to give it to Fukunaga. Um, fortunately, Fukunaga's uncle, uh, whose name is Nagafumi Hori, was a producer for Toei, and he helped convince Toei to give the U.S. license to Funimation. So that's pretty sick. Um, it, it, it's a, it, And, you know, it's not like he's retiring or retiring, like stepping down fully. It's just kind of like it just is kind of seeming like the beginning of the end. And that's like, you know, when things kind of mark the end of an era, you know what I mean? It's like when the PlayStation 2 online servers finally shut down. Um, I imagine sometime soon that the PS3 online servers are finally going to shut down. Or maybe they already did. I don't fucking know. But, you know, a, a lot of people still use Xbox 360 online, too. And that, those are probably going to shut down sometime soon. It, it marks the end. You know what I mean? It marks the end of an era, the end of a time where you have memories with and whatever. Now, with this, it's not that it's significant. Obviously, we don't fucking know the guy. It's not like he came over and watched anime with us, you know. But it's kind of the beginning. It marks the beginning of a new wave of directors and and licensors to come through and maybe change the game a little bit. You know what I mean? They're obviously the next person they find isn't going to do everything how uh, Fukunaga-san did it, did it. You know, so it's interesting. It's very interesting to to hear that he is getting ready to move to a more uh, a more not I don't want to say passive role, but a more a role that's probably a little lighter than being the general manager of uh, Funimation. Um, Maybe in a couple years' time, you know, and then it got sold in 2017. So maybe in a couple years' time, we're going to hear that he finally just steps down. You know, he's got a he's got a wife, Cindy Brennan, who is also a co-founder at Funimation. She used to be an executive producer. Now she's not anymore. Um, but you know, they got three kids, and and he he's been married to her for a long time, and I don't know. Maybe it's just needed because Sony wants to do some things differently. And maybe he just was like, well, I'm not going to be the general manager for this. You know, I'm not going to, eh, I'm not going to be part of that. Let's, you can get a new GM to do that stuff. What you guys want to do? Cause I don't want to do it. You know, maybe, maybe it's that who knows, but, um, yeah, thought that was interesting. And, and it's, it's, it's fun to speculate about that stuff because it, it, you kind of wonder how your anime consumption is going to be affected by it. Um, I don't think it's going to be 
too big of a deal. Probably not. But it's it's interesting to talk about, you know, because it's like, are you guys going to fuck up my shit or what? You know, don't fuck up my shit. I'm just trying to watch some Chinese porn cartoons, you know? Anyway, that's been the Anime Summit newscast. If you are still here listening to, to me at the end, thank you so much. I love doing these newscasts. They're so fun. I love getting off work and then picking up Trisha and then taking her to work or bringing her home with me, whatever she has to do. And then just sitting here looking at all the stuff I've gathered throughout the week and just recording it and having fun, giving my opinion on stuff. I fucking love it. It's super fun. And you guys are super awesome. Um, A new episode of the newscast comes out every Saturday. I always record it the Friday before. So I have the weeks full of news. And then I release on Saturday. Comes out on the RSS feed on Saturday. And then... You know, you know, our regular podcast comes out on Thursday on the RSS feed, and then it will come out on YouTube the following Saturday along with the newscast. So there you go. Links at AnimeSummit.net. Go there. Oh, and like I said, okay, if you heard me on the Tatami Galaxy episode, if you go to Amazon.com and you look up Anime Summit Podcast or Anime Summit Podcast shirts, if you buy a shirt and take a selfie with it and post it on our Twitter or Discord or you can DM it to me on Discord, whatever you want to do. Take a selfie with the shirt and post it, send it to me, whatever. I will send you a gift. I will send you a manga. I got wall scrolls. I got a bunch of other stuff. I will send it to you. I will send you a gift if you fucking do that. Buy a shirt, post this, take a selfie, show it to me, show it to Nick, show it to Danny, show it to somebody, and tag us or do whatever. If you don't feel comfortable posting a selfie, DM it to me or DM it to Danny, and I will send you a gift an anime related gift okay do it do it right now i'll wait go go right now do it go just okay just okay just do just click on the top okay click on the top and then type in just go like this dot okay i hold on back up Gotta back up a little bit. Dot. 